first month episode of Art Books Talks. My name is Frida. Uh, for this episode, we have been reading Detransition Baby by Tori Peters, and I'm here today with Will. Hello, I use they, them. I'm here with Kaisa. Hi, everyone. I use she, hers. And last, Maria. Hi, I'm Seeker. I'll start this episode by reading the blurb of the book, just so that everyone can get a little feeling of what we're talking about. Um, again, the book is called Detransition Baby, and it's written by Tori Peters. Uh, Reese nearly had it all. A loving relationship with Amy, an apartment in New York, a job she didn't hate. She scraped together a life previ- previous generations of trans women could only dream of. The only thing missing was a child. Then everything fell apart, and three years on Reese is still in self-destructive mode, avoiding her loneliness by sleeping with married men. When her ex calls to ask if she wants to be a mother, Reese finds herself intrigued. After being attacked in the street, Amy detransitions to become Ames, changed job, and thinking he was infertile, started an affair with his boss, Katrina. Now Katrina's pregnant. Could the three of them form an unconventional family and raise the baby together? Nice. So guys, what did you think of the book? I think it was my most profound reading experience in 2021. Wow. I read it a while ago, but mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it too. I definitely went on a journey in this book. Like my thoughts really went all over the place, but it made me think about so many things and books that make me think. Like I just end up loving them. Yeah, I also also really like it. I think it's also like super beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you, I, I thought about many things and I also made me question many things in life and also like in adulthood and growing up and all the like questions about motherhood and, and relationships and families and everything. So I really, really like it. So the book starts out in chapter one month, uh, one month after conception, where uh, Ames has uh, impregnated Katrina. Um, so it's like, is this this all this thing about motherhood and like becoming a mother, especially like when you are like a grown up woman? Um, and I also felt that even if it's like, I mean, the characters in a way they don't have anything to be with me, but at the same time I felt so identified with them. I think, sorry to interrupt, no, I um, I agree with the whole thing about motherhood that I think that that even if it wasn't the only theme in the book, I think that that undercurrent of like the fear and the intense desire of motherhood and what it means to be a parent, I think was super interesting. And I, I think that as a cis woman who has feared motherhood, I think there were so many interesting points coming from all three characters reflecting on parenthood that I really felt either they resounded with me or I learned some stuff about myself through mm. the characters yeah. which I thought was really intense and I also just felt like I wanted to talk to everyone about the book so I just like tried to make everyone I knew read it so I could talk to them about it yeah. which I also think is a good thing with the book like mm. you said well with like a book that makes you think but like a book that I'm like please read it everyone mm-hmm. I need to talk to you about it I think mm-hmm. that, that was yeah talking about motherhood is a difficult thing and I think that this book brought up a lot of arenas on which you could bring up with a conversation with do you remember anything in particular that it made you feel like uh... well I mean I um I told my mother to read it actually mm-hmm. like that was one of my first reactions um because who better to talk um about motherhood with than my own mother mm-hmm who I am privileged to have a very good relationship with. So I told her to read the book and she did, which was also, um, I think one of the other things that I really enjoyed about the book was that I think it was a very, um, it was a very empathic, but unapologetic, like calling in, if you will, like within quotation marks of um, heterosexual cis women, like Mm -hmm. my mother, um, who is in her 50s and has never been exposed to anything that has to do with anything queer, basically. Um, and I think it was a really, it was something that like she could read. And it's, like I said, like it's empathic and unapologetic. And I think it was a good like calling in mm-hmm. of her, which I think was good for her yeah. and good for us to talk about. And then the motherhood thing also just became yeah. a really interesting discussion. Really difficult to have, though, 
um, but important. I was also thinking a lot about, it's definitely later in the book, but the whole situation where, um, what's, what's her name? The, the one who has like the child. Katrina. Katrina, Katrina right. When uh, she's kind of like with her girlfriends, like all the other mothers or wives and stuff. And she's having this like, I'm in a queer relationship, but she herself is like not really queer. And it's a really interesting dynamic where somehow, even though she's in this like very queer situation, she's kind of like the, the, the one in charge of everything because she has this power and I think the power kind of like also comes from like her being uh the most safe like heteronormative like stable in that whole situation mm. yeah I just thought it was interesting I don't know if like I go back and forth but thinking it if it was like right for her to claim like the queerness as such a big part of it mm. or if she really should have like given into it more. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, one, one, like, one thing that is like talking about motherhood and queerness is like when um, Reese asks Katrina, why do you want to be a mother? And then she's like, what do you mean by that? And then Reese is like, well, I mean, uh, me as a trans woman, I always get asked, why do you want to be a mother? But as cis women, we never ask, why do you want to be a mother? We, we get asked this, the other question, mm -hmm. like, why mm -hmm. don't you want to be a mother? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny, like how the, like the questions are different, mm -hmm. depending if you're a trans woman mm -hmm. or a woman, but it's still, you still get the answer, like, like the question, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and that is something that women, all women have to have like relationship with, which is not inherent at all, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, the whole situation is, uh, I mean, yeah, Ains, just to clarify, Ains, uh, do we know his first name? Like, the dead name? Yeah. Yeah? I forgot, I'm sorry. Um, do you want me to say it? What? Do you want me to say it? Yeah. James? James. James, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so James started out as James and then transitioned into being Amy and then detransitioned back into being Ains. So you had these like two, one, uh, one transition and then one detransition. Um, one thing that is not, uh, one thing that confused me a little bit in the beginning of the book was Troy Peter's choice to say transsexual instead of transgender. I thought that was kind of like an outdated uh, way term, of term. term yeah. Yeah. Uh, that conf did. Was anyone else confused by that? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought about it, but it was also because you told me and then I yeah. started looking at it. But um, yeah, I also wonder why that was the choice. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I think for now it is like an outdated term, but I think people like that are millennials and younger still really connect to the term like transsexual because yeah. it is what they've grown up as and mm. like identified with yeah. and many people still like to use transsexual like despite a lot a lot of like the trauma that many people like feel with it mm. like the fact of like separating sex and gender is like a relatively mm. new concept yeah. mm. um and for a lot of people they still feel like that's very connected to like the physical transition and something they identify with but i did have like that initial reaction of oh my god, if this book was not written by a trans woman, mm. like this language would be mm. so old. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting if you think about in Danish, some people use like transsexual in uh, Danish as well, but it doesn't make any sense because the word uh, sexual is always connected to uh, se like orientation, sexual orientation. Yeah. While in English, transsexual does still make sense. Mm. Um, yeah. But in Danish, it becomes like a incorrect it becomes mm. like oops i just spilled <laughs> my glass of water but for uh yeah danish it becomes a sexual thing which is it's not has it been translated to danish would it be... actually just came out okay yeah it would be quite interesting to see if how they, they dealt the with same. it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. 
talking about like yeah this all this transition and the transition and the the beautiful language that Tori Peter uh, use. I really like the sentence when uh, I think it's Katrina that is asking Ames why why he the transition and he's saying like something like I was exhausted of knowing that I was vulnerable. And I thought mm. that was such a beautiful sentence like. Mm. The exhaustion of knowing that I'm vulnerable. I mm. just thought it was super beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that whole narrative was just very powerful. Yeah. Um, like the complexity of being a woman, be a trans or cis, and like that journey yeah. that they went on. I think that was a very powerful narrative. And again, a very interesting one to have with my mother, mm. who, at, you know, at the start of the book, just first had to deal with what cis is and then the transition on top of that was mm. just but again i think it was written in a way that you know you got kind of taken by the hand yeah um which i think was a very good aspect of the book yeah yeah i read an interview like i think it was in the guardian that they were interviewing tori peters and they were asking her like why did she think that the because the, the, the book became really popular and it became a bestseller right and they were asking her why that she think that it became so popular and she was saying that it was she thinks that because it, it connects uh, with everyone it's not only like a trans like a book written for transgender people it's like it connects with everyone and she said that it's like also like cis women can feel identified and that's completely mm. true because mm. i completely felt identified with the characters and um i also like that the at the beginning um a tory peters dedicated the book to to divorced women and uh, i'm gonna read the quote mm. it's like to divorce cis women who, like me, had to face starting their life over without either reinvesting in the illusions from the past or growing bitter about the future. And then, yeah, wow. she was saying in the in the interview that, that she learned, when, when she transitioned, she learned a lot from divorced women because she, she, she learned like how you, you're supposed to have your life done, but then it's like something happens and then you have to change completely. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting that she's dedicating the book to divorces. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of moments in this book where different experiences with different like identities are compared to each other, mm. and a lot of the time, all of them are like offended somehow. Like, why would you compare my experience of this with your experience of this? Mm. You know, and at certain times, there's almost like a marginalization battle. You know, they have these like. Uh, Especially Katrina, who is Asian, yeah, mm-hmm. half Asian, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and like her experience as a woman with like those identities together, mm-hmm. and uh, Reese with her trans identity, and they kind of clash and sometimes get compared. And I found those moments really interesting. How they got offended, but in different ways, and all those conversations they had, mm-hmm. and also the conversation when. Um, they were in was it Reese and Katrina was in like a checkup or something and there's all these like lesbian uh, couples also there and Reese makes it very clear that she like doesn't identify with being the mother the other mother or like the mother who can't uh, give birth because she feels like that's such a different experience from her own when really I felt like it was quite similar and I wanted to know why she didn't want to be associated with like the other mother mm. at certain times because mm. that's I don't know yeah I guess that's, like that's the thing like you you cannot give birth right so you, you kind of feel a little bit outside or like I don't know yeah because I guess another it's a really interesting observation mm, yeah. I think that the the other lesbian mother in a lesbian relationship could biologically be a mother yeah and that that I don't know if you could call it like sorrow or that jealousy even or a combination yeah. of both that yeah, these because, experiences mm. just makes it easier to just reject it altogether. Mm. Yeah, because I guess in a lesbian couple it's like it's a choice, like which one is the mm. mother, right? But mm. for Reese's it wasn't a choice. Mm. It's just that she can't. So yeah, it was a little bit of jealousy. I don't know. Or like another reminder of like all the ways she's incapable in yeah, a way. Yeah. 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 Although there are so many cis women who can't have kids either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's that feeling of yeah, 
being inadequate and not which is again being, a very being, universal feeling for yeah, yeah, a lot of women yeah yeah exactly with, yeah. yeah yeah not being able to deliver from a society from a societal perspective yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. to have your role yeah. <laughs> in mm. society yeah, yeah. <laughs> i liked uh, i liked on page nine uh she describes this what she calls the sex in the city problem yeah yeah <laughs> yes I, let's talk about it yeah. <laughs> um let me see reese would argue despite the changes wrought by feminism women still found themselves with only four major options to save themselves. Options represented by the story uh, arcs of the four female characters of Sex and the City. Find a partner and be Charlotte. Have a career and be Samantha. Have a baby and be Miranda. Or finally express oneself in art or writing and be a Carrie. Uh, every generation of women reinvented this formula over and over. Reese believed blending in and twisting it, but never quite escaping it. Mm. I have this feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it too. <laughs> mm. And I guess this is like the thing about being like mother or not mother is like, for me, I always kind of miss like a reference, like a woman, like a woman that is not a mother by choice. But because normally when you have a woman that is decided not that she decided not to be a mother is because she decided on her career mm. and i'm always missing like like the role of a woman that doesn't have a career or does, and doesn't have a child and that's fine mm. right <laughs> yeah that is very true yeah. yeah 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 i guess that's just not good enough in you know a capitalist patriarchal society mm. like no. you have to pick one of them yeah <laughs> I was about to be like, yeah, and that's also fine. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to be not. It's like, you are not, so you have a career. Uh, <laughs> I actually forgot about that bit, but then it got brought up like the last little few pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that connection? To the Sex and City problem? Yeah, because it's like the one thread that's like in the beginning and at the mm-hmm. end. Not not standing I, here yeah i don't remember the, uh, the, the end one no. was it um do you remember reese he asked what you used to call the sex in the city problem yes of course i remember my own bullshit thank you very much uh, ames turned to her do you katrina remember how much you liked that reference when i told you about it i pretended that i had to come up with it myself but actually i stole it from reese okay so maybe they're talking about how like this reference that Katrina liked so much that was talking about womanhood is actually created by a trans woman and that maybe mm-hmm. like their connection of or like their experience of womanhood is so, so similar mm. yeah I don't know yeah maybe yeah it's a nice it. way to like it's a nice way to close the circle in a yeah. sense mm. yeah yeah it's a little bit coming back to the like Tori Peters dedicated in the book to, to divorce yeah. and cis women, women. right it's yeah. like we yeah. have yeah. the same experiences because yeah. we're Women. What what did yeah. you guys think about like the controversy around that she won the women's prize for fiction? I remember I read a lot about that. Some people were like, "Ugh, yeah. this is what a trans woman winning the woman's prize," which I think is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Did she win though, or was it just like long listed? She was long listed, right? Oh, no, I thought. No, she won the. I thought she won it. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but just the fact that she was there annoyed some people. Yeah, yeah, I think that is the. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Ludicrous. Mm. Yeah. If that's the criteria, then it's not a woman's prize. Then it's a mm. cis woman prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just call it cis woman's prize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was like a similar but opposite controversy when like a quick and messy was uh, nominated. I think for one of one of their books. And you know they're not a woman. Yeah. So then we had like the opposite discussion, you know. And everyone's like, of course you should be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I think it's kind of like to read these things and to hear about these things like nowadays it sounds like kind of like outdated, but mm. I guess the controversial mm. is there and there's still some people that don't live in this life. I don't know. <laughs> it's mm. like yeah. Don't know how to say it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Also, like, I was reading a lot of interviews with Tori Peters, and she also was saying that she didn't want to educate people with this book, which is like 
sometimes you, you hear all these things like, oh, if you want to read about transgender, you have to read Tori Pilos, uh, The Transition Playbook. And it's like, and she was like, no, that's, that it wasn't my plan to, to, to educate people. It's like, I'm just writing a book about what I know and my life. And I wanted to write a book for my friends. And that's how it is. And, and that's what how I see this book. I mean, for me, it's like a book like about adult realities, about mm. like maybe families or mm. like society or like growing up. But no, I don't really see it as a transgender book, even if it is. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But it's it's it, it's it still gets received that way. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is also just nice yeah. that people can learn something from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, even if she didn't write with that with, intention, with, yeah, yeah, exactly. Intention. I mean, literat yeah. literature should be also like always kind of educational, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like learning from fiction way more than I do from mm. nonfiction. Mm. Can't deal with having to read facts. It's nicer to get into human experiences. Mm. Yeah. I actually didn't think much about the the motherhood aspect of it. Like for me, this was like a very trans book. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> not because like as a label, but just like the experiences and everything. Like I didn't think much about the womanhood and the the family aspect of it. Um, like when I read this, I was like, I want to talk with like all my trans friends about this book, about this moment and this moment and yeah. this moment, you know. Um, yeah, but I think that's just like from my perspective mm. and my lived experience. But that's really nice that we can all have different experiences mm. with the book mm. and we can all identify with the different things. And that's also something that I really like from this book, that I can see that there are like different experiences that we can take uh, something from. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a little bit like kind of egocentric that you would really like a book when you kind <laughs> of feel inside of the book or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's like the confirmation bias where you're yeah. like, oh my God, that's like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this book. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really, yeah, sorry, I just want to start a new subject. Yeah, can I go ahead? Um, I really wanted to talk about like Ames Mm -hmm. as a person because I think his journey is so interesting, and I feel we didn't get maybe enough inside his brain because I still have so many questions about everything, but. I think I think it's clear that he's not a man, uh, like after like through reading this book, yeah. and also that the biggest reason why he detransitioned tra- was because of like trauma, mm. which I find mm. so sad and like heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about his character or while reading about him? I mean, for me, it was really interesting to get that perspective. Right, mm. like this perspective that a person that transition and then the transition again, and, and to know like the reasons. And as you say, like he also said that at the end of the book that he doesn't know if he's gonna stay a man mm. forever, mm. that maybe he transition again. So it's like it is really interesting to see like the perspective and what are the your thoughts about it. And yeah, as you said, like I mean, he the transition again because it's like he he was like. Uh, well, like the quote that I read, like yeah. he was just exhausted to to mm. to to feel vulnerable, and it's also like this trauma that, that she was reading, right? And then she was like, yeah, mm. yeah. And I think it's also like for me, it was kind of a new story because we always hear stories about like transition, mm. but for me, it was the first time that I got got a little bit deeper into mm. the transition. Mm. Right? Mm. So it was something new for me, mm. you know. Yeah, I think that it's actually much more normal than people think to have just like such a fluid experience yeah. with transness. And it was nice to get his narrative too. Mm. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not like common. It's just that definitely that the stories, at, at least it didn't arrive to me until now. Mm. Or yeah. I didn't really think about it. Like, okay, yeah, of, of course there is also the transition. And yeah, it's mm. also part of the fluid process. Yeah. Mm. 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 What did you think about him? Oh, I think it was super interesting to read about like his reflections on fatherhood and also just the relationship he had with Katrina. Mm-hmm. Like all of the confusions and the resistance yeah. within him uh, towards all of that which is put on a man. Like we've talked a lot about like what's put on women but mm-hmm. what's put on men if you 
don't consider yourself a man and then you still have to live up to all of that shit as mm. well um i think that was just really interesting to read as well yeah and it sounds so hard like i just felt very very just i felt just so much for him throughout mm. the whole book even if they were all troubled in some ways i think amos was the character that i really felt like oh thank god yeah and i agree like i would have wanted to have like a whole book just about mm. him yeah. I did read somewhere that they were going to make like a pilot for a TV show, so maybe there can be wow. <laughs> some. Wow. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever read a book where I was like, "Please make the film." <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who plays Reese. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and they also said like how how pretty Ames was, mm. and I was like, I want to see. Yeah. Ames. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how pretty she is! I want to see them together, like the flashbacks with Ames and Reese, and like. Oh. Mm. And Katrina's boring ex-husband. Just have that <laughs> contrast. And Stanley. Wait, oh God, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's Stanley? Like, Stanley. Reese toxic. Uh, oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. Man. Oh. Or like even the whole um, scene where they're being sold these like essential oils uh, by like the husband of I don't know one of the. Oh, right. Yeah. It's such a. I was laughing really hard. <laughs> but it's also in the. Um, familiar way like i know this scene you know our different versions of it one scene that i really thought was it was a bit like out of place but i really enjoyed it was the scene where reese walks into the water when they're on the beach and she walks out into the water mm-hmm. to like yeah, to try out the, the vim hof yeah. method <laughs> which is this like mad dutch guy who has somehow learned how to control his body temperature and his heart rate and stuff like that and that people thought that she was going to commit suicide but she was like no I just have to try the Wim Hof method I think that that was just it was such a hilarious way to like express this like insane grief um and I just thought it was just such a hilarious like extra layer Mm. of also just like all of the friends that are like worried sick that she just like walks into the water and stuff I don't know, I just thought it was just a very, like, inventive way of showing, like, the chaos that goes on inside of you when you're that upset about something. Coming back to the Ames, because I was looking Mm, for the quote when we were talking about Ames, and um, I thought it was also really interesting when um, when he was talking about, well, the book was talking about all the process of transition, and at the beginning he was having sex um, with women, but he didn't really feel the sex and, and she was he was trying to be in the body of the women that was having sex with him. Yeah. And then at some point when when, when she's she's a queen, when she becomes a woman and then uh, she has sex with Reese, then she says that it was the first time that he was really full into the sex. And then uh, he's a man again and then he's uh, having sex with Katrina. And then I really like this uh, description. That says because because he was feeling really good about having sex with Katrina, with his body and uh, is uh, the sex comes easily. His body doing what he asks for of it, and she sits on top of him, while his hands hold the parts of her waist that get so plump and soft and inviting when she's sitting like that. But even with Katrina, his mind doesn't connect, not fully, not in the heavy saturated weight of his year as a woman, and he can't help but think doubtfully if he's lying to Katrina. Maybe she deserves something better, more than just a proficient facsimile of a man in tune with himself. But the truth of it, a man who wants her with a body in synchrony with his mind. Mm. I thought that was something really beautiful. Mm. I really like how she writes. Mm. I really want to like come back to your point about the beach thing mm. uh, later, but I have like an interesting reflection about this, I yeah. think. And I think it's how, like, you know, in the past, like, uh, being being trans has many times, or, like, trans women has been seen as, like, a sexual, it's been, like, a sexual fetish to dress up as a woman and, like, mm. um, but I find that, like, s- kind of, like, ironic because doesn't, like, everyone want to feel, like, themselves, like, when they're having sex? Like, the feeling of, like, being you and being turned on by feeling comfortable mm. is like a universal feeling. Mm. That's like ho- how everyone wants to feel. And it's interesting that like that specific scenario has been like a 
labeled a perverse thing when I think cis women and cis men and everyone does that like perform some sort of gender expression or gender mm. feeling when they're intimate mm. yeah. and I was actually talking a lot about it with my friends if we can separate like like I don't know sexiness or like being turned on or whatever uh, or enjoying yourself from like the gendered feeling mm. like if there is a way to like feel that without the gender without gender yeah, that's and I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it, that's a super difficult question because yeah. like it also depends so much on who you're having sex oh. with yeah. yeah because maybe you would get excited by like doing things that would be not conventionally labeled as like womanly but then mm. the person you're with is like what the fuck are you doing because <laughs> so you have to like be very lucky that the person you're with is also like open to the experience of mm. bending those things mm-hmm. um but also where do you learn it because yeah, we learn so much of like what sex is and what how do how we express ourselves sexually through really stupid stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute way of putting it it's just very stupid stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think like if you're trans then it's also m- much more difficult to separate like your learned experience of what's mm. accepted or like expected of you mm. from like who you are i mean i think we all have that struggle but mm. maybe like for trans people it becomes like um yeah an extra effect because people don't see you that way always mm. i don't know yeah, I think it's yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still thinking about it because it's like something I can't answer. I don't know mm. if yeah. if I'm ever like I don't know. I have ever been able to separate my gender while I'm having sex. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Also, because there's such a like clear script for like what it like what is womanly mm. and like. If you're already feeling like you have to fulfill that role as a woman now, like you have to convince other people that you should be treated as a woman, yeah. then I, I can only imagine that it would be difficult to then move away from that. Yeah. Um, right. Because then why would other people then treat you as the woman you rightfully are? You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Mm-hmm. On page 61 it says so yes then we bring it on hit Reese show her what it means to be a lady mm. yeah. yeah yeah ouch my point exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um. yeah I think I was also like underlining things like um, mm. fuck Stanley honestly yeah yeah mm-hmm. like also because Reese has this 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 way of like uh, tr- torturing herself right mm. like like mm. And it's also like the, this quote that you don't get to choose who you fuck, you get to choose from home among, among those who wants to fuck you. Mm. There's the thing like this, you don't fuck, is like you get fuck. Mm. Right? Mm. Uh, this thing, mm. yeah. Yeah, and that she can't like separate her womanhood mm. from like, I don't know, like the internalized misogyny or mm. yeah. that mm. she's experiencing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is, I guess it's like ironic because Ames can't be a woman because of the like the violence in a way so they have completely different responses to like similar feelings yeah 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 Yeah, i was looking for another quote of like about what you read um Mm. yeah i underlined here reese uh after all every woman adores a fascist we spend a lifetime observing cis women confirm their genders through male violence Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was the, the that was actually the oh. quote that I was. Looking <laughs> <for>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. yeah. Like here, women define themselves through pain or rage against the assumption that they do, which still places pain front and center. Here, the strange sense of satisfaction when they talk about the men who have hurt them, than a spoken subtext of it being because I'm a woman. Mm. Yeah like all this implicit violence right yeah but that's i don't know growing up as a woman you you get so used to this this like i don't know how to describe it this like implied 
misogyny. Yeah, but that's the thing. And when you're like, you're you're a trans woman, you have all of that. Yeah. And also you have more more. transphobia. Yeah. Yeah. The the yeah misogyny and yeah, and the fact that some people doesn't consider you a woman. Yeah. 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 Well, the good thing about this Risi being so self-destructed, like it's a little bit like coming back to the mental health mm. that we discussed before. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you punish yourself for things that are not on yourself, right? Mm. I think also like reading the two, like if you look at Ames and Reese, like their life paths of life, it's like not inevitable but like jesus christ you have to have a good psychologist to take you by the hand if you have to go through all of that um intense kind of traumatization and violence um without trying out the wim hof method on a beach (laughs) (laughs) when you're sad (laughs) um (laughs) so in that sense i think it's a perfectly normal response (laughs) yeah i also kind of liked how after that scene she was like if I actually wanted to kill myself, I wouldn't do it in a bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would wear like some dramatic like dress or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also really funny the book. Sometimes it's like it has like everything. It's right. super punchy. Mm. Yeah, it's super uh, punchy. It's like yeah, I was so amazed about how she writes. Yeah. Side note: I actually know a guy who became a Wim Hof instructor during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone <laughs> coped <laughs> differently with the pandemic, I guess. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Yeah. I, I don't exactly remember how it was like. What is can can we explain? What was the method? So you have to like freeze your body, yeah, sort of, or like yeah. I think that was what um, Reese was aiming for, mm. like to just be like super cold and then like move out of like that chaos space in your head because okay. you're so cold. Yeah. I think that might have been the idea. Mm. Yeah. Your friend became an, <laughs> an instructor. Apparently, you can teach people how to do that as well. Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, in a bathing suit, or <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or dramatic dress, or depending dramatic on dress. the mood of the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed that your mother read this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I should give it to my mother too. Yeah, yeah. maybe me too. Yeah. yeah, my mother's head would explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure my mother. But that's what I. But that's what that. I think in the like sense that I'm. I, I'm very. I'm just fascinated by the concept of like calling in instead of calling out. Mm. And sometimes, definitely, people need to be called out because mm. they're problematic and yeah. stupid. Um, but I think my mother is not the kind of person that you would want to call out because she's not. She might say things that are dumb or things that are uneducated but she's not coming from a bad place it's just because she's never been exposed to anything like it so i think this book is just really good at calling in and it's like you said like maybe it's not an educational book and i also don't think it's like necessarily a book only about like being trans because there's so many different themes to it it's also like beautiful reflections on love which is also just something that's difficult to write without it being cheesy um but I think it just it was a great book for my mother to be called into the conversation. Yeah. Um, so I can really recommend all of y'all mothers reading it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah because that's the thing they can you can identify with the characters mm. even if you're not trans, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and as you say, also like there is also like all these reflections about love and about mm. relationships and. Uh, but also just you know like you're introduced to concepts that you aren't maybe necessarily exposed to every day that you can then Google. Yeah. Like my mother was super confused about certain things, but then either she would text me or she would call or she would start Googling. Mm. And I think that that's also just, you know, it's the, it's a slow start on a journey mm. of understanding the world that she lives in now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should give it to my dad. <laughs> that could be the next step. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it would be more difficult? I think it would be more difficult. Yes. But I think he would be open to the idea yeah. as well. Yeah. Would you like? I was wondering, like, also when I was reading it, like, because, like, I like what it says, like, here in the in the back of the book is like a uniquely trans take on love, motherhood, and those exes who you just can't quit, right? And mm-hmm. we all have one of those exes that we cannot <laughs> quit. And it's like, will you have a baby with your ex? 
that you can't quit because I was wondering myself oh. like oh, I don't know if I would do that I don't know yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's a very weird response for Ames to be like let's share this baby yeah. like yeah. where did that where did that, where did that idea just like pop yeah, into yeah, your yeah, head yeah, like this I ex agree. that I broke up two years ago yeah. Yeah. probably wants a baby let's ask yeah. her yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's true like the whole premise of the book is a bit whack but then it yeah, yeah. works out <laughs> like really well yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but I thought it would be I, I, I don't know it would be super surprised if my ex called me to yeah but also like imagine being the woman who's pregnant yeah. like and the, the person you're like not necessarily in a relationship with but who's like the father of your baby is like yo I have an ex do you want to share the baby with her? Yeah, that's also really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, unconventional families exist everywhere. Mm-hmm. Someone just has to come up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, for me, in a way, it was, I was also wondering because, I, I mean, the idea of like this father, mother, uh, two kids in a big car going to the supermarket, it totally horrified me. Mm. And it's like, it's something that I really don't want to be in my life. Mm. So I was wondering like, oh, that, I mean, it could be nice, but I don't know, because it's like, you have that kind of ex that maybe you cannot live together, but maybe with another person it would be nice. And it's mm. like, yeah, like mm. it's like, hey, why not? I don't know. But I don't know if I would do it, but why not? <laughs> I think it, if it was my only chance to have a baby, I would... Uh, you would do it. I would do it, mm. yeah. yeah. Never considered, yeah. yeah. But that's also. I I like I have this very strong motherly feeling, so I think mm. that if it was my only chance, then I would just be like, "Fuck it, mm. let's yeah. uh, let's fucking go." Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's a lot of because he puts Reese in a position that As okay, that's your only choice. I mean, that's your mm. only chance to be a mother, right? So mm-hmm. it's like a little a little bit like power, like. I have the power now and I'm putting you in this position that mm. you mm. either become a mother or you never could be a, could be a mother no? mm. but that's the same for Katrina though because mm. she's not going to choose to be a mother alone so she's also like giving herself that power mm. and giving it over to Reese yeah. because if Reese says no then Ames is also probably not going to do it mm. yeah. so she also needs them mm. and it's also like the, who has the power to withdraw like if Katrina, after two years, finds out that this is way too difficult and she doesn't want to do it anymore, yeah. she's always going to be the biological mother yeah. of the child. Um, and I don't know if it's possible in the US, I don't know if it's possible in Denmark, this thing with like dividing up custody between more than two parents. Like, all of that is just super complicated. So, like, but she has the power throughout mm-hmm. that whole upbringing. But that's why they were talking about uh, instead of having a a uh, father and a mother on the so birth certificate, certificate yeah. then it will be Reese and Katrina as parents um, and then Ames always part. has uh, a play because he is the biological father that's true so yeah. that was kind of like their, their plan yeah that's a good way of doing it yeah yeah but I'm not sure if Katrina has the thought of completely power because it's like yeah of course it's, it's gonna be the, bi- the biological mother but it's still yeah, I mean, if she doesn't say yes to this um, arrangement, then she's not going to have it, right? Because she doesn't want to have it alone. Mm. And Ames is going to say, like, no. So it's like, she doesn't really have the full power of decision. Mm. Mm. No, no, I don't know. Mm. It always becomes a power structure, mm. <laughs> no matter what. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, I really want to ask, just because mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to be talked about, mm-hmm. what do you think happened at the end? Did they have yeah. the baby or not? Or did you like the open ending or not? I, I love open endings um, in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think they did. I think they did. I think they'll like, figure it out somehow. And I mostly think that because I think you could like tell throughout the book that like Katrina was warming up more and more to the idea and also like educating herself maybe in what it would mean to actually be part of like a queer constellation or a queer family and i think she liked that yeah. i think you could tell that she like maybe it would come strongly out of like rejecting what she had before but still i think she would want to make that choice of like entering into something that's yeah. unconventional mm. i i was thinking that they are not gonna have the child 
Okay. Because I was thinking all the time that Katrina doesn't want to have a child. I mean, she mm. didn't want mm. with the previous, I mean, because she had an abortion before, mm. and yeah. she didn't want to have a child. And now it's like this uh, pregnancy was also an accident. And for me, like, it's kind of clear that she doesn't really want to have a child, but she has the pressure of, like, I have to be a mother because that's my role, right? So I was thinking, like, the whole book is like, okay, maybe this, yeah, like what you say, like this queer family makes her, like, to think more about it and think, like, okay, maybe in this way I would like to do it. Mm. But I think she has a lot of doubt. Mm. And I was thinking that they are not having it, but maybe they become a family anyway without the child. I don't know. Mm. You think they are having time, Frida? <laughs> I liked the open ending. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Uh, I'm like you, Kaisa. I I like to think also that they made it work somehow. Mm. Yeah, just because that would be kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Happy endings. <laughs> yeah. Happy endings, exactly. Confused, con- uh, complicated endings. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. What about you, Will? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I definitely think I definitely think that um, it had like a better vibe. Like it was really dark at one point towards the end. I was like, no, this is not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of turned. I think also when Katrina was kind of admitting her fault, like yeah, that was my response was not great. Mm-hmm. And then I feel think they both apologized, and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna decide to have it. I'm the only one pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> and then one last question. Mm. We can continue, but uh, would you recommend the book? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I also would recommend it. Yeah. I really hope they make a TV show out of it and that they like do it properly, like that it's a good one. And they are like, doing it, no? Is it good? Yeah. Like I, I, th- I think so. But it was a long time ago that I googled. Mm. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that they yeah. are doing it, but I don't know. Mm. How long it will take? Mm. Do we have any ideas of who they should cast? Oh God, I love role? talking about stuff like this. Mm. I'm really bad in actresses and actors' names, so <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Maybe if we come up with some really good ones, we can put it on our Instagram. We can make a poll. We can make a poll. <laughs> we can make a poll. <laughs> well, I hope that they choose trans. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you have to, they, they have to do it properly. Yeah, they have to choose trans people, otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't. I mean, I think it was like in the end that Tori was saying how lovely it was that she had like a trans editor. Was that it? And stuff. So, I think mm. it's important to her. Yeah. 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 And I guess she will have a word in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can hope so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do we know if Tori is writing something else at the moment? Because I would just love to continue following her authorship. Mm, I, I don't know, but I know that she's coming to Louisiana Literature. Yeah. In, uh, oh August. my god. I know. What? I know. Let's go together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Oh my god. <laughs> we should send her the podcast before. <laughs> Not that she'll listen <laughs> to it. <but laughs> yeah, we can do it. I'm massively <laughs> fangirling around the table. You Maybe can't see it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if Tori Peters listened to this, I really want to ask her. Um, which character she identifies with the most and like if she can relate to all characters equally or yeah do you want to say something yes no, no. <laughs> it's because i read like i don't know if it was an interview or an article about her and uh, they were asking her if the characters were based in real uh, people and then she said like the character of ames uh, it was like it, it was her like once that she had to go to the airport and uh, her id card was still her uh, dead name and uh, everything so she thought that it was super annoying to go to the airport and have to explain everything so she dressed as a man and she went to the airport dressed as a man and she did the whole mm. trip in the plane as a man and she said that the character of Ames was based in that experience mm. because she was the transition yeah. for that trip. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean that is kind of like saying also that you know he's not a man i feel like if she's if she's saying that that experience is based mm. on Ames, mm-hmm. she's yeah. also saying that Ames is a trans woman or yeah. trans femme. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, which I yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I think we all agree that Ames is not a man, right? And, yeah. and he also said at the end of the book that yeah, he doesn't yeah, know yeah. how yeah, long yeah. he's gonna no, exactly. continue being a man. So yeah. I also yeah. find it really interesting, and I think maybe we can all relate to this. How like 
masculinity in itself is like a a disassociative like deadening deadening feeling Mm -hmm. because i think men in general have been taught to like hide their emotions and sometimes Mm -hmm. the feeling of like feeling masculine can come with that blockage of i don't know embracing your feelings in many ways like even for cis women or whatever Mm -hmm. it can be like a state of yeah not connecting to yourself i don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. definitely depends on each person obviously yeah no, but I mean, all those roles are in society, right? And you mm. have to follow them. You've been taught to follow them in a way. Yeah. 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 I really l- enjoyed talking about the book with everyone. Uh, yes. mm, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just want to apologize, like, because I've, yeah, I, I mean, if I mixed the pronouns or I did, I said something wrong or whatever. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess. See you all in Louisiana in August. Louisiana <laughs> literature. No. Next month we'll be reading Jonas Eicher. Uh, After the Sun. Yes. So stay tuned. Stay listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.